Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Thursday, September 21st. We are definitely taking a turn into a more engaged and active campaign season in the 2024 race for the Republican nomination. We've got an upcoming debate next week and brand new polls on the state of the race in the critical early states. One thing has been true for months in the battle for the Republican nomination. Donald Trump is the dominant frontrunner. We have seen it for nearly six months now in national polls, and we are seeing it in those critical early state polls, which should garner much more of your attention than the national polls do at this stage of the game when we are you know, under four months away from the voting beginning in Iowa. Fox Business was out with a new poll in Iowa and South Carolina, and we here at CNN, in partnership with the University of New Hampshire, out with a new exclusive poll from the first in the nation primary state. In that poll in New Hampshire, Donald Trump stands in the leading slot with 39% of likely Republican primary voters supporting his bid for the nomination. Now, that is a level of support that lags a bit behind where he is nationally. In most national polls these days, he's above that majority mark of 50%. And here, where the campaign is more engaged than it is nationally, obviously, he's at 39% support, but he still has three times as much support as his next closest competitor. And it is that battle for second place that is the intensifying contest at the moment. Vivek Ramaswamy at 13%, Nikki Haley at 12%, Chris Christie at 11%, and Ron DeSantis now at 10%. So that's basically a four-way tie in our poll, given the margin of error, a four-way position of folks looking to be in second place. They're all running about even with each other. But Ramaswamy, Haley, and Christie are way up on the rise from the July poll from University of New Hampshire, and Ron DeSantis Well, it's a different story. He's way down, down 13 percentage points from 23 percent support to 10 percent support. And while we've still got four months to go before the New Hampshire primary, it is worth noting Donald Trump's supporters are very sticky. Nearly seven in 10 of Trump supporters at this poll say they are not going to change their mind. Now, there's still a sizable chunk of the overall Republican primary electorate open to shifting around or not locked into their choice. But if you're a Trump supporter, you tend to be more locked in than if you are supporting one of the candidates not named Trump. And that is yet another challenge for these folks as they attempt to try and peel some of that support away from the former president. And of course, when you're a candidate in a polling slide, it just extends farther than your polling numbers usually. And that's the case here with Ron DeSantis, as we are seeing some big time former donors of his hanging on the sidelines in the presidential race right now. Example number one, hedge fund billionaire Ken Griffin, one of DeSantis's biggest contributors in his 2022 reelection battle in Florida for his second term as governor. Well, he's on the sidelines now. He gave $5 million to DeSantis for his gubernatorial reelection effort. The governor told ABC News in an interview yesterday that donors don't dictate how he operates. I'm a leader. Uh, I'm not a follower. And people can support us or not support us financially. But you should not be led by trying to please uh, very wealthy donors. Uh, and I've never operated that way. So for- in that same interview, when asked to contrast himself with his chief rival, Donald Trump, DeSantis mentioned his blue-collar upbringing, military service, 
and also had this to say about policy and potential terms served. I could serve two terms. He would be a lame duck on day one. I've also delivered on these America First policies more than I think anybody in the country and would have a much better chance of actually delivering all this as president. DeSantis is not the only candidate out on the trail this week sizing themselves up against Donald Trump. Again, Trump hangs out in a tier of his own. In those Iowa and South Carolina polls, he's at 46 percent support. And his closest competitor is back in the teens. He's got like roughly 30 points lead over his competitors. That is a significant lead. And yet, because everyone else is sort of in the hunt for second place at the moment, they still need to post up against Trump to try and emerge as the one that can coalesce all the non-Trump support. Nikki Haley was asked a question in New Hampshire today. She says she has not yet received on the campaign trail, which is to sort of take a historical viewpoint. Imagine historians looking back 100 years and, and sort of what they would assess the Trump presidency or how Haley would assess the Trump presidency or she believes history would assess it. Listen to her answer. Time does funny things. My thought will be that he was the right president at the right time. He broke things that needed to be broken. He was thin-skinned and easily distracted. He didn't do anything on fiscal policy and really spent a lot of money and we're all paying the price for it. Thin-skinned. This is coming from someone who worked for Donald Trump in his administration as a member of his cabinet when she was serving as the U.S. ambassador to the United Nations. As for Donald Trump, well, it is day five of the reverberations of his comments to Kristen Welker of NBC News over the weekend in that Meet the Press interview about abortion. He clearly doesn't want to be pinned down. He would not give a definitive timeline of at what point in a pregnancy he would support banning abortion nationally. I believe in the three exceptions for rape, incest and the life of the mother. I believe in that. Without the exceptions, it is very difficult to win elections. It's interesting because you're starting to see some consensus, as even Trump acknowledged, come around this notion of a 15-week national ban. But Trump doesn't support that, at least not yet. In our New Hampshire poll, 78 percent of Trump supporters want a 15-week national ban. They support that. But Donald Trump himself, not there yet. And that is providing a potential opening for some of his opponents. Here's an example from Fox News this week of two of his opponents, Mike Pence, his former running mate and vice president, and South Carolina Senator Tim Scott. You saw him walking away from our commitment to the sanctity of human life. I'm pro-life. People that know me know I'll always stand for the unborn. I think he's wrong on the issue as it relates to not having a 15-week limit to stop states like California, New York, and Illinois from having abortion on demand up until the day of birth. But he's not alone. And here's Ron DeSantis in that ABC interview going at Trump's words directly that it would be a terrible mistake, that it was a terrible mistake for DeSantis to have signed that six-week ban into law. Well, when you uh, provide pro-life protections that says when a, when a baby has a heartbeat that there's protections, that is not something that pro-lifers think is terrible. They think that that is a noble and just thing to do. Of course, there have been many other states uh, that have also done that. He claimed uh, to be pro-life. For him to then attack 
people like Iowa, South Carolina, Florida, all these other states, uh, I thought was a big mistake. Given the willingness in recent weeks for these contenders for second place at the moment to take on Trump more forcefully, more directly, by name, I do wonder if we're going to see a bit more of that on the debate stage in California next week at the Reagan Library when six candidates get on that stage for the second time. And again, without Donald Trump there, who is going to go and give a primetime speech in Detroit to align himself with some of the striking UAW workers, he is skipping out on the debate. And perhaps if you can read the tea leaves of what we're hearing on the campaign trail of late, we will see these non-Trump candidates really try to bring him in abstentia onto that debate stage and post up against him. The big question will be, will it matter or does Donald Trump have a stranglehold on the Republican nomination? That's it for today's political briefing. Before you go, an exciting update for you. Next week, our show will be moving from daily to weekly. As we gear up for yet another pivotal election cycle, I want to take you beyond the daily headlines to bring you insight, analysis, and expertise from the key players in politics. From campaign managers to pollsters, from the ad makers to party leaders, join me every Friday right here in the same feed as we take you inside the latest election developments. Thanks so much for listening.